Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 19 of NASCAR Radio. Um, you're pal Val, and with me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? Doing well, Val. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, concerning it's been a little bit since we've been on. Uh, a lot has changed in the world, in the world of sports. But I'm uh, so happy to be recording. I really enjoy it. How are you been? Doing good. It, it's definitely crazy. I'm. I mean, most people know I'm a I'm a baseball freak, so it's especially hard right now for me not having that going on. But you know, at least at least there's been a few things starting. You know, the Jordan ESPN thing starts tonight, so we've got a few things going on. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. I've actually set the DVR to record those. You know, before I was playing the NASCAR, I was doing all the other sports, too. So I was glad to be watching basketball during that time and actually went to a playoff game when the Hornets played the Bulls. So uh, that's one of the highlights for me for basketball. So, But, yeah, as a baseball fan, I imagine even then, you know, even me, I'm uh, looking forward to baseball and the sports starting up. Now we have, I don't know if you caught any of them, iRacing. So we've had races every Sunday in NASCAR. They count it as an exhibition, I guess. And Jeff Gordon and Mike Joy are uh, commentating, uh, announcing it. So it's really cool. I don't know if you caught any of it. I I have seen some. And, you know, I think the first week it started, I caught it by accident. I didn't realize that that was what was happening. Um, It was really weird because I looked and I was like, this looks like a video game. What's going on? And I had to do some research, and I had no idea that they had started that. I'll give them credit for trying to do something and keep the drivers involved and keep fans involved. But it's for me personally, it's one of those things where it's hard. It's hard to watch a little bit. Just it's that thing of I know it's not real, you know. So I give them all the credit in the world, but it's it's tough for me. So then on me when I'm watching it, sometimes I forget that I'm watching a video game. You know, iRacing's been around for quite a while. I guess I think Dale Jr. said he's been doing it for 20 years at least. And actually, just a couple months ago, they had gone up to Wilkesboro to clean off the track to map it for the iRacing. So I know that it's really close to regular racing. Granted, you know, you don't have all the impacts and everything else, but they do have some seats that have movement and stuff. And William Byron actually learned how to drive and so William Byron is you know running for Rick Hendrick uh, filled in uh, he's running the 24 for Jeff Gordon or Chase Elliott who moved but I feel that um, that he learned how to drive in the iRacing so it's pretty close to the real thing yeah that's pretty cool I mean that's something I had not heard so that's interesting for for me to find out that you know one of the top young guys is that's how he how he learned yeah, it, it's um, pretty incredible. Maybe we can um, we'll do a, a subject on that one time. And I don't know if you remember, but last year at the end of the year, they had NASCAR. They being NASCAR awarded their first e-racing championship. I can't remember the gentleman's name offhand, but I think he won like forty thousand dollars. And they did the final at Homestead, like um, the regular right. Cup driver. So I knew NASCAR was getting into the i-racing. And uh, I guess this whole pandemic and thing played right into that. So, or they were able to ju- they were able to jump quick into that. But that's enough about that. So we got a, a great show today. Uh, we're going to talk about you know the 2020 
NASCAR season so far and our current winners. Uh, they're looking maybe to get back racing in the end of May. We got confirmation of the 2020 racing product that are coming out this year. We're going to talk a little about checking my cards and the shipping option, and I've been doing it all wrong for all these years. So hopefully you guys can learn from my mistake. And then we're going to finish up with the Rapper Redemption. Well, let's get into it. So we're only a couple of races into this 2020 season, and like I said, we should be going back to racing, I think, without fans in the end of May uh, in Charlotte, actually. But just to recap this year, uh, we had two Gander Outdoor Truck Series results, which uh, Daytona with Grant Infinger, and then in Las Vegas, Kyle Busch. And we've talked about their rookie cards, uh, so I won't go into great detail, detail with that. And then Xfinity, uh, we've run four races before the halt, and we had Daytona with Noah Graskin, and we've talked about him in Las Vegas with Chase Briscoe, Fontana with Harrison Burton. Now, we've talked about him before in the truck, but he's moved up and uh, doing well. And then in Phoenix, Brandon Jones won. I don't know if we talked about Brandon Jones, but his rookies are in 2016. I know he's in, I think it's, I know for sure, certified. I'm going to draw a blank. Cork, thank you. And then in the cup level, Daytona was Denny Hamlin, Las Vegas, Joey Logano, Fontana, Alex Bowman. We've talked about him. He won a race last year. Um, and then in Phoenix, Joey Logano won again. So I know NASCAR is talking about trying to run all the races this year, so we'll see how that goes. I know I've been hearing some rumblings with the teams, the cup teams, the race teams, that you know they had to furlough some of their uh, folks and trying to get them back to start ramping up. So I'm super excited about some real racing here. So, And let's move into the next segment. I saw some rumblings about folks were asking because Panini really doesn't release the number of products or the product names they're going to produce this year. I guess it was two years ago we had five products, and then last year they cut it down to four. Um, I'm always looking to see what products are going to be released or produced instead of waiting to, like, I guess the last minute. So, so I reached out to somebody over at Panini. They confirmed that we have 2020 Dunross. We're gonna, they're going to produce Chronicles this year, which is a product – I'm not familiar with Prism and National Treasures, which uh, I don't know, Jason, if you have any experience with Chronicles. Do you, what kind of product is that? So Panini has made Chronicles for the past couple of years for for basketball and baseball. I don't believe they've made it for football. Now I'm starting to doubt myself, but definitely for basketball and baseball. So it's one of my favorites. I like it's just an interesting thing, and I feel like it's not the same box repetitively. You know, sometimes you buy a box to say Top Series 1 Baseball, or 90% of the cards look the same, and it kind of gets a little boring after a while. Chronicles is interesting because it's, say, several sets in one, um, and it's a way for Panini to release multiple brands, per se, um, by only releasing one product. So what they'll do is, for example, basketball last year, Chronicles, some of the brands that were in that box included Luminance, Essentials, Marquee, Gala, Titanium, and Crusade. So it's kind of what they'll do is there's a base Chronicles set, 
but then there's all these others, like say for titanium, and I don't know the numbers offhand, but say for titanium, there was a 50-card set. And then for Gala, there was another 50-card set. So it's kind of like you get, you know, multiple brands in one. It would be almost like buying a box of, from Tops that came with base, chrome, heritage, big league, and opening day all in the same pack, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. How is the numbering? Is the one brand numbered, like, say, 1 to 50, and then the other one's numbered 1 to 50, or is it 51 to 100? I knew you were going to ask me that, but I believe, <laughs> I believe each one is its own individual. So, like, say Kyle Bush has a card in each of the Chronicles brands that come in the box. He would have, you know maybe one that was number one in the gala set, but one that was number four in the Ascension set, you know, it wouldn't be like he was one and then 57 and then 101. It would, I think it's kind of like one to 50, one to 50, one to 50, and then so on. Okay. So that's, that's really cool. And actually when it first comes out, Chronicles is a pretty decent price. Um, hundred, hundred twenty-five a box, something like that. And usually it's three hits per box. It's not a terrible price. Um, but in the past, at least with the baseball and basketball, it is it never went down after it came out. So okay. I, I don't know if that's a Chronicles thing, or if we just had really good rookie classes in baseball and basketball, which we have the past couple years. So I guess it's not rookie heavy, it's uh, or is it like normal rookies? It's both. Okay. So um, is it possible that if they're in one, they're not in another? It like should they, be because I'm, I'm trying to think, because I bought a lot the year that Luka Doncic was a rookie, and then 18 when it was Soto and Glaber and Acuna, and it seemed like they were in every one. So like if the baseball one had 10 different sets, there was a Soto in every single one of them. And then, of course, all the parallels that come with it. Oh, okay. So say, I'm, I'm blanking, who's a rookie this year for 2020 racing? He would have, say, 10 different rookie cards that could possibly come out of Chronicle that are technically 10 different brands. Okay. It's confusing, but once you open it, you kind of see that it's like, oh, I got five cards from this brand and five cards from that brand. You have to buy, if you're a set builder, you'll hate it. But if you're collecting (laughs) for variety, you'll love it. Okay. Yeah. When you were saying that, I was thinking of like our, normal sets for racing because it's not heavy on the Xfinity and truck guys. It's it's heavy on the cup drivers. But there will be a bunch of subsets in a regular racing set. Right. Um, so I can kind of see some of that, but swapping it around for car design or something. So that's really yeah. interesting that. And it makes me wonder, it, it, to me, it's a genius way for the brands or the manufacturers to have 
more brands than they're probably allowed for more releases because, if, correct me if I'm wrong, and if you know, I believe we're only allowed so many releases per, like Panini's only allowed, say, 23 football products or, you know, whatever the number is. But this is kind of a way for them to not necessarily sneak in some of those brands, but in a case where NASCAR, they're only making four or five products a year, this is a great way for them to sneak in, you know, trying to take you uh, so, like so when you're saying that, I was thinking of, okay, so Torque was one that's been produced but hasn't been produced in a couple right. of years. So right. Yep. Prime, certified. So I would imagine all these brands, probably a couple new ones, are going to be in this Chronicles. That's really cool. So uh, it's kind of like Prime went away as a standalone, but it'll probably be in this. I would say Torque, Select, and you said another one, I thought. Uh, certified. Certified. I would, I would guarantee that they're all going to be in Chronicles. That's really cool. And then I would say they'll probably add a couple. I would love to see, I don't know if you are familiar with the product, but like Luminance, I just I love that car design. I would love to see them take it to NASCAR. Um, and it, it would also be a new product in a sense as well. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about Chronicles for racing. Yeah, so not having a lot of experience with it. And I, when I heard or read that it was going to be released. Uh, and yeah, the best thing I can say is watch a box break. <laughs> yeah, you know they Panini's been trying with these sets, and I guess trying to find some some traction. Having taken over the license, you know that first year in 2016, they didn't produce any Donruss. But since then, Donruss has been like the consistent brand across uh, every year. Um, Prism, with the addition of Prism, this will be uh, there's 2016, but no. Prism in 17, they put Select in. So from 18, this will be the third year in a row for Prism. So there's some consistency there. I think as car collectors, and you can tell me what you think, you know, you want some consistency. If you were doing bases, baseball, you know, tops, base is, you know, goes back to 1951, 52, uh, if you want to split hairs there. But, you know, trying to get that consistency where folks are trying to get the parallels and then, you know, trying to go after that brand. So um, I'm super excited about Prism. And then National Treasures, that's kind of out of my wheelhouse. Um, Same here. Not that it's a bad product, but um, it's just something that that, uh, with family, kids, being married, and everything else with a 401K and other stuff, that's kind of out of my wheelhouse. So, you know, thinking about it with the Chronicles, and because Panini does release such a limited number of products for NASCAR, it's surprising to me that they didn't do Chronicles sooner um, because I know at least for baseball, it goes back to 2018, maybe even 17. Uh, so they've missed at least two years where they could have, you know, kept Prism in that year that it was missing and then thrown select into something like Chronicles and not 
you know, had that missing spot or that hole that you're talking about with the consistency. So I'll, I'm, I'll be really curious to see the reaction uh, because there are so few products. I think I think the collectors will be really happy about it. I think this one will probably dry up really fast. I think it'll be a slow, but it'll be like once people see and realize what it is. Because like you were saying, you collect other sports, but you're not familiar with it because you're more of an NASCAR collector. And I think you're not the only one like that. So I feel it'll be like a slow start at first, but once they realize, I think it'll dry up really fast. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to have a little bit of, uh, sounds like something for everybody. Uh, I think the majority of racing collectors are driver-specific. So it gives them multiple brands inside of one brand. You know, you're doing a break, right? This is, I guess, geared toward, not geared towards a breaker, but um, you're going to get base cards and parallels of your driver, and it could be across all kinds of different stuff. So as opposed to um, getting in, say, you know, um, like a prism, you're going to get prism and the parallels. But with the Chronicles, you're going to get in and use multiple brands inside of that one brand. So that sounds really cool. I think this would be probably big for breakers, maybe. Yeah, it's a good one for sure, yeah. And I don't know if you've noticed, but um, I've been talking up, or been talking about the 2018 Prism, and I think it was blowout. One of them went up on their price per box there, $5 a box. So that was kind of interesting, I guess, with this uh, quarantine or so. isolation thing that people have been buying up wax, uh, giving them something to do in breakers. So it's got that, you know, Haley Deegan. And I guess it's going to be, time will tell if it's going to be the 2018 Prism that everybody's going to go after or the 2018 Victory Lane. And that was the other thing too, Jason. Now you said about the Chronicles going back. Victory Lane, no Victory Lane this year, but that's a way for them to put Victory Lane in Chronicles. Yeah, absolutely. I would imagine that one will be in there, too. I feel like there's another one that we're missing, but I don't know. Maybe we'll think of it eventually. Because in the first year, it was Prism, Tour, Certified, I think National Treasures, and then 17 Select, Donruss, Torque again. So, okay. But super excited. And then, Jason, I – um. I learned something. I guess I'm a little embarrassed. Uh, you know, I've been using Check Out My Cards for, uh, I guess, a few years now. And, um, you know, I've used it to buy cards and, and kind of flip. And it helps me uh, if I see a bargain or something that I think is underpriced that I'll buy and, and bump up or whatever. And then when that sells, use those proceeds and maybe buy something bigger. I don't know if you were collecting, but I guess it was about it was ten years ago. There was this um, not a gimmick, but these people would be like, "All right, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna work on a 1952 mantle, and I want to start with like a common card." And then they would take that common card, and then somebody else would trade them something for that, and you would, you know, have these little incremental bumps. And yeah, you know, and I've seen that, and I've seen other non-card related things where people have done it and started with like a paper clip 
and traded somebody <laughs> for something bigger and, you know, kept going. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. So I guess where I'm going with is, you know, I, I look at com- checking my cards. It's kind of like that, right? So I was like, well, you know, I want to give me something big. Um, you can do it by making all these little sales. And I guess I've been doing some e-pack and stuff like that. And I noticed when I ship the e-pack stuff home, it's an extra 25 cents. And I thought it was just an e-pack thing. But then when I, you know, send some stuff in to check my cards, they list it, you know, they get that 25 cents. So it didn't dawn on me that that's controlled. Um, When you purchase something, that 25 cents is built in. But if you go in and change your – so there's something called simplified shipping mode and advanced reselling mode. And I'm sure you know about this already. I do. Um, but the funny part is what we were talking about before we started recording is I had listened to Sports Card Radio um, about checking my cards, and he would say, oh, I buy every, say, Jeter or Jordan that pops up for less than 10 cents. So I would go and check out my cards, and I'd be like, I don't ever see cards for less than 10 cents. I usually see them in the 30s, like 32 cents or whatever, and kept thinking, I, I don't know what this guy's talking about. So I finally asked him, and he was the one that told me that you need to go switch it from simplified to advanced reselling mode. So you're not alone. You're just a couple of years later than me. Uh, I think I figured it out probably – six years ago, but it, it took me a while, and I finally just had to ask somebody. And I think I knew that was there, but I figured, okay, well, if I'm buying it at this higher price or whatever, when I go to resell it, you know, I, I'm making that, that money back. And I wasn't buying, you know, a lot of stuff. So, I, and then I either forgot about it or whatever, and then, um, you know, to your point, I was like, well, let me revisit this. And like I said, I'm kind of embarrassed, but if I can help other folks, um, and I I guess it was always there, like I said, with the EPAC and some of that other stuff, uh, I just thought that was, you know, part of doing business, but then realized that you can change that. So if you go into check my cards, everybody, and we'll, you can pause this and we'll wait a second. Okay. Now that you're back. You go into your Check Out My Cards, My Dashboard, and then you'll see Profile and Options. And then you want to go to the Outgoing Offers. So that's My Dashboard, Profile and Options, Outgoing Offers, and there's a thing called Buying Mode. You want to be in the Advanced Reselling Mode. And it says, if you are a typical seller, or excuse me, if you are a typical buyer, we recommend Simplified Shipping Mode. This will streamline your buying experience and make you pay an extra 25 cents. I put that verbiage in. If you are a seller that is interested in buying and relisting cards, a.k.a. flipping, we recommend advanced reselling mode. Items purchased in advanced reselling mode do not qualify for flat rate shipping or other shipping promotions. So that's kind of the, the thing. And so when I guess when I was doing my e-packs that – I was like, well, I'm going to be doing this, and I wanted to save and, and all that selling. But I, I shipped some stuff, but you're going to pay that no matter what. So you should, everybody should be in advanced selling mode. I don't know of any any advantage to being in the regular mode. Do you? 
Well, so I think we need to backtrack a little bit because I think we didn't explain we explained what you need to do, but I don't think we explained why. So, so it's refresh me. It's simplified, mm-hmm. simplified, and advanced. Now, okay. when I ship my EPAC, and I'm assuming this is the the reason. If you're in uh, advanced, you're going to pay this for everyone, and not um, and not just the ones you buy from the site. So you're gonna get, you're gonna pay this 25 cents. It's just you're gonna pay it one way or the other. So if you pay to ship Correct. your cards, you're still gonna pay it, and you're gonna pay more than the 3.99 because it's 3.99 plus 25 cents per item. And then if you add a top loader or whatever else, that's on top of that. But to my knowledge, by being in a simplified shipping mode, you're gonna pay the same amount. You're just gonna pay it at when you go to ship it. Right. So for example. If you're in simplified mode and that card is for sale at thirty cents, you pay thirty cents and then you pay three ninety nine shipping for all of your cards that you bought in simplified mode. If you are in advanced mode, that card will be five cents. You pay five cents to buy it and then you can either resell it or you can have it shipped to you. However, if you have it shipped to you, you will pay three ninety nine shipping plus twenty five cents for that card that you bought in the advanced reselling mode. Um, so it's like exactly what Val said. It's just do you want to pay it now or pay it later? The confusing part is somebody like me. I buy some stuff to flip and I buy some stuff for me, and I'm in the situation right now where I did not change it back and forth. So I bought, and I I didn't do it on purpose because to me it's a pain, but I am now at the point where I have 200 cards that I want to get shipped home. Some I bought in Simplified and some I bought in the Advanced, but my shipping total was like $16. And it's not a huge amount of cards. It's like, you know, 150 200 but it's like oh that's 16 dollars. it kind of sucks but i knew it was going to come eventually so instead of paying four dollars right now i'm going to have to pay like 16 or 17 to have my stuff shipped to me yeah and and that's kind of what i ran into early on yeah so i i learned that the hard way um by doing the epac and collecting that compendium set like 800 cards, and then when I went to go ship it, I thought, oh, all right, for 3.99, no, it's 3.99 plus 25 cents per card. And there's 800 cards. Well, that was one of the reasons why I started kind of flipping cards on checking my cards. I'm trying to get the whole set shipped to me and try to use some of the proceeds from the flipping to to get that. So I don't know how many people have a full physical complete set of compendium, but. That's what I'm working on. I got about halfway done. But, again, I was doing this advanced reselling mode wrong, and um, it's something everybody should reevaluate if, if they're going to flip. So, Yeah, there are – I believe there are a ton of videos on YouTube, and I don't know if Colin from Sports Card Radio has actually done any, but I would definitely recommend watching a couple tutorials. Um, they also send out – emails pretty frequently from check out my card with some tips here and there and then also just sports card radio some of his older podcasts about check out my cards 
he does give a lot of tips, you know. You might not like him sometimes, but he <laughs> does give a lot of tips. And, you know, I can say from firsthand experience, I learned a lot from him uh, because it's it's definitely confusing. It's not eBay. You know, it's it's a different model. But once you spend a little time getting to know it, it's pretty effective and pretty beneficial. Yeah, I definitely recommend everybody. I, I should have done the legwork earlier on, I guess, to make a final decision on that. But um, not that it was a problem. Again, that those 25 cents are baked in. So, but it'll come out one way or the other. It's just less upfront. So, but definitely everybody do their homework and uh, reevaluate re- that. So, well, then finally we're going to talk about the 2020 Dunruss and the wrapper redemption, which is the retail wrapper redemption. Yeah, and I don't think it was really announced at first. Um, I stumbled upon it at a Target. Um, I had opened the one hobby box, and you had opened, you know, your hobby boxes. I hadn't opened any retail, and I just happened to be looking at the box at Target, and it said, save your wrappers, and I thought, oh, my God, I already threw all my stuff away. But come to find out, it's a retail-only wrapper redemption it's pretty simple, and it's not too bad, but you can get a five-card pack of Red Mojo um, parallel cards. You need 20 retail wrappers, which are probably going to be from the blaster boxes, I would imagine. But you need 20 retail wrappers and 4.95, and the address is on the Panini blog to send in. But I think you get a five-card pack. Of Red Mojo cards, and actually, if you look on eBay, there's only 10 or 11 completed auctions. So either there's a few things people don't know about it, which is I would suspect is probably the most likely reason. People don't know about it. There's not a lot of retail out there to be purchased, which I haven't seen a ton myself. Or there could be some of the shutdown going on right now with all the COVID stuff. So um, I would I would advise people to get some of these retail wrappers and these blaster boxes as soon as they can. There's not a print run, but it does say all well, supplies last, and with all the craziness going on, it's hard to tell how long these things will be available. Yeah, so you get, I believe, seven packs per bla- um, blaster box. So you need at least three, yeah. three blasters. You know, friends of the show, um, King NASCAR, he, he had some pictures on Twitter where uh, I don't know how many blasters he opened, but he's got quite a bit of wrappers. So um, the when I opened up the Walmart blasters, they had the orange cards, and those are really cool. I think blue are in the Target, but these reds, I'd imagine they're all the prism optics. So they're going to be really cool. So I need to find some more blasters. And I guess to your point, you know, how much you know, people going to Walmart right now or and how much are they restocking? Um, you know, it's not like uh, when I go to Walmart, I have the tray of prism, the tray, well, if you can find it, the tray right. of right. base. You know, there's no tray of Dunruss racing. So, I think there were three or four at my Walmart. They finally had them. So uh, yeah, I don't know is, how. I think these are going to be really tough. 
And I think it's going to be four or five years later and people are going to go, like, oh, I should have done that. You know, I, I'm really – I think the really nice I'm, – I'm a big fan of the Optic. This is the second year now that Optic's been in, been, been done rust. And I've been looking at the older prism sets and the parallels. I think, um, you know, racing – you know, we talked about before about the gap between releases that gives you time to go back and maybe set collectors and stuff. So I've been playing with the idea of going back and, you know, doing the 2016, um, maybe one of the colors or, you know, working on some of these colored parallels. So I think to your point, you know, in a few years, because I know racing does not have the pr- print run that the other sports do. No, not at all. And that's why I think racing, there's a lot of value in it. And we talked before that, you know, when the racing products come out, they're at, you know, retail price. And then if you wait a couple of weeks or months, they drop. And I don't know of any product offhand that is selling for more than what originally sold for. So I'm sure the distributors don't like that. I'm sure the um, card shops don't like that. But as a collector, um, you know, if you're on a fixed budget, racing is um, definitely an option. So, well, you have to look at it just from the strictly numbers standpoint. Of the product has been out two months, three months. Yeah, February, early February. Early February. So we're at least at two months, and there are there are only eleven sold auctions or eleven completed sold auctions, whatever on eBay. I mean, two months, if this was a football thing, it would be 1100 You know, so you're looking at NASCAR having 11. I think people would need to really jump on this fast and at least get the wrappers while you can. Maybe you can't send them in yet, or maybe they're not redeeming, but boxes are going to dry up super fast, I feel like. Yeah, this might be something where, you know, Blowout, Steel City, Dave and Adams, when they sell, you know, those Dunross blasters, you know, they, they – again, I don't know what the print run is and, and when that – when they, they being Panini, sell out right. and they stop. So, right. But I was actually toying with the idea of – because I, I really like the optic, you know, looking for 20 – 19 Dunros blasters when they when they drop in price for the optics. So. But I, one thing I was going to say is just imagine if you got one of those five-card packs and you pulled the Haley Deegan. Oh, yeah, Haley Deegan was not one of the ones that was on eBay yet. So I'm sure there are so many people that are collecting her, um, and rightfully so. And the other one I was thinking of is Derek Krause. He's another rookie, rated rookie. So in this year, last year they didn't do that with the rated rookies. They mocked up Richard Petty and Danik and the rest of them. But, you know, this year they have, I think, like six or seven rated rookies in it. So as well as your normal stars. And I'm, I am I'm looking at the little ad or whatever it is. If you just Google it, 2020 Thunderous Racing Redemption, you'll see the, the image and – um, so I remember them releasing on a blog and I had seen it. I thought I had told you about it, but I guess not. Uh, like I said, it's only a retail thing. So I guess uh, we'll have to work on that. And so did you say you already threw away your wrappers? 
Yeah, but they were hobby boxes anyway. So oh, okay. So I, you're I just good. saw the Savior wrappers and I thought, oh my god! Like, I never <laughs> thought it would be retail only, which is smart. And I can't imagine that uh, at least for a little while these things are going to stay probably at the twenty dollar range, especially for Steel City and Blowout and them until until it's announced that all the redemption packs are gone. But I can't imagine there's less than or there's more than 25 of each card really uh, yeah I, I don't see it i mean especially for nascar but it'll be interesting once they finally release it so yeah i'd be curious to see um how much they made of it but now i need to go out and try to find two more blast two more blasters so i can get oh yeah for sure at least get the three blasters so you can get the rapper redemption, redemption, you know? Right. Oh, and also, as a side note, if you are buying a 2020 Dunruss product, make sure you're getting your VIP codes and putting them in. Like last year, it's not only the main VIP prize, there's also, I think, monthly prizes or weekly prizes. You can actually go back and look at last year's. I can't remember the website offhand, but... I went and looked and, and saw that I and searched for my name. I found I saw where I had won twice with the code. So you know, there's other stuff. I think it was a shirt. And I don't know what else I won, but so those are in the 2020 dollars as well. So they don't expire, I think. Um, so I don't know if you put your codes in yet. You opened your hobby box. Saved them. So I'm almost wondering if you kind of wait after the wave, right? Because everybody's getting them and they're putting them in now. And then it might be a low, and then putting them in later. So I don't know if there's, a, if the from what's per month or per week or whatever it is, and how they do that. But anyway, uh, it doesn't cost anything to you other than time. You just go to the website, enter the code, and I think you put your email address in, and you're good to go. So I guess Jason, if you don't have anything else, we can wrap it up for today. Nope, we can wrap it up. Well, I enjoyed it as usual. Just uh. Try not to uh, wait so long for another uh, yeah, show. But a lot of stuff has happened then. And I apologize for all our listeners. I appreciate you, um, you know, listening. This is something we do because we enjoy the sport and love collecting cards. So, But until next time, thanks for listening.